You are listening to www.infinitesmile.org. Enjoy these Zen-inspired talks given by Michael McAllister, followed up by question and answer exchanges with groups of his students. I'm the oldest of four boys, which I'm sure means that my mother is going straight to heaven. But uh, I have a very special relationship with each of them. And my youngest, uh, he and I share quite a bit in common, actually. He called me today. He's had an amazing series of events happen within the last couple of weeks. Um, He decided to ask his longtime girlfriend to marry him. (coughs) And she said yes, which was nice. And no sooner did she say yes to a marriage proposal than his uh, company asked him if he thought London might be a fun place to live. So he got transferred to London. Um, We'll be moving. The moving van comes this Friday, I guess it is. So he's engaged. Moving van comes on Friday. And uh, my wife, of course, uh, offered to adopt their cat, Huxley. <laughs> and I've been told that his nickname is Dr. Hux Noodle. So we have a new cat um, <laughs> that's coming. And Mitch and I were talking this afternoon. And I said, how you doing? Really, how you doing? And he said, I'm just, I'm kind of nervous now. And I said, really? Tell me a little bit about that. And he said, well, it's just like all this uncertainty. First, it's exciting. And then it gets a little scary. And then you kind of, you know, talk to yourself about it. And that fear gets mollified a little but it has an undercurrent of anxiety, which is a great way of looking, actually, at fear. Fear is an intense anxiety. And an anxiety is an inability to open to the uncertainty of all things. As he was saying this, I have no idea why this came out of my face, uh, but it was um, something I had heard uh, expressed by some uh, spiritual teacher some years back. I I wish I could remember who it was from, but it was um, in the new year, pray for uncertainty. Pray for uncertainty. Let that be our guide. Let that uncertainty and a relaxation and an intimacy with that uncertainty open us. Open our entire experience of living. That's what paves the path. That openness to whatever the universe is going to put before us. Because we will always be infinitely supported by the universe. We will get exactly what we need all the time. 
It might not be what we want, but it will always be exactly what we need for enlightenment. So anyway, I uh, hung up the phone with Mitchell, and um, I think there was something in me that was alternately jealous and sad. Jealous that uh, my little brother gets to live in England for, you know, for these next couple of years. Um, sad because he won't be, you know, stone's throw away. He's no longer down in Los Angeles um, in the music scene down there, which is always fun. It's always fun to listen to his, <laughs> now what's hip, Mitchell? And boom, he can always tell me so I can feel hip again at 41 years old, which is very important at 41 to try to feel hip. <laughs> uh, he, uh, our, our conversation also uh, brought up in me uh, gladness for him, for his bride-to-be. Uh, that uh, also a gladness knowing that my lovely wife uh, and I can take trips to London now and we have uh, people to hang with. <laughs> but what came up after I hung up the phone with, uh, with him, again, kind of just out from nowhere. And I think you, you find as you sit, as you like build a stillness practice and build your life around a stillness practice, stuff just kind of comes up <laughs> that, you, that you don't expect. But what happened to me was uh, I'm, I'm driving down the street and I'm, uh, uh, yes, I was talking on my cell phone while I was driving. Shame on me, right? Okay. And uh, I pull into a, a street near our house and I'm driving along and all of a sudden out of my mouth comes, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I learned that like as a kindergartner in this parochial school that my my mother yanked me out of after um, I was talking about the story of Solomon and cutting the baby in half and so forth. She said, eh, okay, that's it. You're out of there. Which is yet another reason why I'm sure she's going to heaven. Um, but aside from the, you know, the intense religiosity, uh, there were some really interesting things that kind of came out of these dialogues with my parents, especially in relationship to the 23rd Psalm. For um, those of you that have forgotten, forgotten the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
if we look at this from a non-dual Buddhist perspective, we have the path to enlightenment right there. If we can get rid of whatever baggage we have in relationship to the words, we have the path to enlightenment right there. If you change the word Lord to stillness, stillness is my shepherd. I shall not want. We open there. Always. Our cup will always runneth over. Not because of the amount of stuff that we have. Our cup runneth over because of the depth of our experience. My cup runneth over. <laughs>